welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. I'm Tara Barrett, and today I'm in the studio with Kelly Mansell. Kelly is an owner as well as the sales and marketing manager for Rocket Bakery and Fresh Food on Water Street. She has a long history of creativity in entrepreneurship, and besides her bakery, she's also involved as a partner in the Toronto-based Comrades Boutique and its acclaimed fashion line. She has worked as an account director and public relations consultant for several PR firms on international tourism accounts. Most recently, Kelly worked for Praxis PR on their PepsiCo and PepsiCo Canada's PR initiatives. The importance of heritage and culture to the development of a healthy tourism sector is a particular interest to Kelly and is reflected in programming at Rocket Bakery. All right. Hello, Kelly, and welcome to the show. Hi. Nice to be here. And so just to start off, how did you how did you end up in Newfoundland? Like, what brought you here? Well, it's a funny thing. When my husband and I, Mark, um, turned 50, we both said out loud to each other, so what are we going to do with this decade? And then the phone rang, and it was our friend Dave Hopley, who we'd met in our Vancouver days, and he told us that um, Auntie Craze was closing, uh, the, you know, Janet Kelly was retiring, and he said, there, you know, there's an opportunity here to open a bakery, and why don't you come out and do it? And we thought, of course we can come and do something we've never done before. So, um, yeah, we just, we didn't really do a pros and cons list. We just closed our eyes, signed the lease and stepped off and, and arrived July 9th, 2011 in St. John's with our two sons who were 12 and 14 and our cat. And that was it. And so had you ever worked in a bakery before? I know no. your background was in PR. Yeah, no, I'd never worked in, I'd been a waitress in my university days but I'd never worked in a bakery I'd never I'm just a like a home cook you know I made meals for my kids and and yeah my background's marketing PR specifically and my husband was a direct a decorator in the film business so yeah neither of us had any experience at all (laughs) and had you been to Newfoundland previously yes yes I had um been the when we decided to sign the lease to come to St. John's I was the account director at a PR agency uh, in Toronto, and I was responsible for the Pepsi business nationally. So I was here for the Juno Awards and for the Pepsi Refresh Project when we gave one hundred thousand to the to Scouts Canada, and and you know, and I'd come for Dave's birthday, fiftieth birthday, and stuff like that. So I'd been here, um, and I also have a shop in Toronto called Comrags, which is a women's clothing line, and I was selling to wenches and rogues at the time you know it, it was a great store here and in Toronto too so I'd met those were my first that was the first time I'd met Newfoundlanders really was through the fashion business believe it or not mm-hmm. and what was it like I guess when you when you got here and how how did you get started in developing the rocket like your bakery and the the fresh food well we we just I mean from a aesthetic perspective like I I look for places like Rocket when I travel around the states in particular like I want to find a a good coffee shop with that feels comfortable and has great food and obviously great coffee so I I had a model in my head about what I wanted to achieve and then um, from an aesthetic perspective I mean everyone threw in obviously but um, I really like anything vintage at all so that really you know and obviously the building when I walked into the building for the first time I was just floored by how beautiful it was and by the character and the heritage elements and we wanted to keep all those elements but put a little twist on it ourselves but so we did some renovations but 
yeah, it was um, it was just sort of trying to achieve something we'd all want to hang out in, you know? And so I guess, uh, what are some of the programs and what are some of the things that happen in Rocket? I guess, how has it become a space that people want to hang out in? You know, that's a really good question. If I knew, if I knew what the, why people want to hang out there, I guess I could bottle it and sell it. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm so, I'm so grateful that people do come and hang out I, and that, you know, families come and old folks come and young kids love to come to Rocket and you know, it's, you know, university students come and study and it's just a great, I'm, I just love community myself. And I think, um, having a, a place that is, you know, blind to gender, blind to color, um, encourages people of all ages to come and, and enjoy themselves and hang out. That's what we wanted. And that's hopefully what we've created. And I know, um, I guess you have the 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 shop front, or I guess the the main floor, and then what happens on the other floors of the building? Well, well, we're quite a community. There's that we have forty five staff, um, front of the house and back of the house, and we have um, a really strong catering department. We we really see that as a um, an area of growth for Rocket, um, and we're um, super busy with that. And then we have the Rocket Room um, and all the events that go on up there. We've had so many weddings and we're already booked through, you know, 2020 with weddings. And every weekend this summer we have wed- weddings. It's, it's, it's an awesome venue, you know, especially for people that are looking for an intimate wedding that's kind of alternative but warm and a little bit funky. So we really fit that, you know, that 100 to 100 and. 20 person wedding it's like a perfect venue for that and and it's also one of the only buildings you can get into in St. John's I mean next to Yellow Bellies I guess but we're one of the only buildings you can get into and get a sense of what historical St. John's would have been like it's um it's been beautifully restored and I have to take my hat off to the Kellys for doing that and I think especially for weddings and other people planning like corporate meetings where you've got people coming from away um, it gives it gives locals an opportunity to showcase, you know, all that all that St. John's in Newfoundland is. So, um, I think that's why we're pretty popular for corporate meetings and, like I say, weddings and so forth, parties and concerts and things like that. And so, I guess for anybody who hasn't been in that space, what does it what does it look like when you when you walk up those stairs? What is what is the space? Well, look like? it's creaky. <laughs> you walk <laughs> up the stairs and you come up to. Um, really it's it's like a shoebox shape um but it's all it's wooden floors wooden ceilings there's exposed brick and we have like metal like i-beams iron i-beams going across the ceiling and lots of string lights and it's really really romantic and intimate and warm yeah i know a couple of years ago um you you guys hosted I think it was called, uh, it was about neighborhoods, and it was about um, main streets across the country. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. I wish I wish they'd stayed for a long time so that everyone could have come to see. Because what they did was they gathered, I can't remember the name of the right now off the top of my head, but they gathered stories from everyone in a little radio station that they parked out in front. And then, using those stories, they had a play and... Um, 
it was just an amazing experience. People, you know, to have your own stories reflected back to you by these artists was just really incredible. Yeah, I remember going to the show and I remember like walking up the stairs and then it was just it was a great space and then to see how they'd taken like stories from people from the street, like from you know, just walking on Water Street and then developed them into a little play. It was it was it's really mind blowing. Yeah, it yeah. was really great. Yeah. And I know um, this summer you've got some different programming on. So what kinds of programming um, have you developed and how did you go about, I guess, deciding what kind of things you wanted to do at Rocket? Right. Well, first I'm going to tell you a funny story. The first, what happened for me was, you know, people would come in, tourists come in and say, I'm I'm here, I, I've come straight from the airport. So-and-so told me in Vancouver, I've got to come. If I'm coming to St. John's, I've got to come to, to Rocket. And I'm like, great, or, you know, where are you from? I'll, I'll ask tourists and they'll say, uh, oh, I'm from Toronto. I'm like, oh, I'm from Toronto too. You know, and I could just see their faces drop. They're like, ugh, I didn't come here to meet a Torontonian. I came here to meet Newfoundlanders. So anyway, it was very evident to me that people want, you know, a local experience. They've come all this way. They've heard all about us. They've seen the commercials and, and so forth. So, you know, now it's up to those of us that are here to sort of deliver on the promise of those fabulous marketing commercials. So, um, and, you know, we talked a lot to our Ministry of Tourism about what they need in order to deliver on that promise, and that is experiences. And um, so what we've come up with is um, a number of experiences. So we've continued what Auntie Craze used to have, which was a, a kitchen party every Tuesday. Um, we have Stan Pickett and, and his group playing in the Orbit Room, which is our ground floor dining room. And, and that attracts regulars but also tourists obviously and it's lots of fun and it's free and then on Tuesday evenings um, I partnered with Dave Rowe and Ted Rowe and Maureen Rowe who own O'Brien's Music um, and we came up with something called Fish Cakes and Accordions Experience and basically it's it's a fish cake dinner we're really well known for our fish cakes and we've sold like over 125,000 since we opened so we and it's a it's something that's local and you know identified with the Newfoundland culture so we thought you know we've got the um the fish cakes O'Brien's has the talent let's get together and so we've got fish cakes and accordions so people get a full dinner with us and then um, they get to um, they, Dave explains how important how, or how the button accordion was or is important to Newfoundland culture and then people actually get to hold the accordion and play it and it's really fun people that you wouldn't expect to get up and do it will do it but you know there's no pressure but it's it, we, we last year we just did it every Tuesday but this year we're doing it sorry last year we did it every other Tuesday this year we're doing it every Tuesday and we've we've had quite a gang through already so we're going to offer it right through to the end of September and then Wednesday night we we've partnered with Fishing for Success from Petty Harbor that's Leo Hearn and Kimberly Oren and they um, are trying to um, uh, acquaint Newfoundlanders especially Newfoundland youth, Newfoundlander youth with their um, marine heritage um, trying to get them to fish again to understand about um, about fishing in general and so um, they're they're coming to to rocket every Wednesday from 5:30 to 8 and doing fish craft and what that involves is every week a different craft associated with fishing so one week they'll do net knitting Another week, like last week was really fun. We had herring, real herring that we painted and then pressed paper on top of. And we, so we did print print work with um, 
with a real fish and people loved it it was it was amazing so um anyway every week there there are are also little hard bits of bone in a cod's ear or is that i don't know if that's correct in the gill that um you that they've made into earrings like into jewelry so there's always something um happening with with fish craft and that's free um, and then Thursday night, we have um, the Homely Made Jam session at Rocket, and that's from 5.30 7.30, and it features Matthew Hornell playing, you know, old-timey tunes, bluegrass, and all that kind of thing, and he's lots of local musicians who drop in, and, and it's open to anyone who wants to come in and play with him, so, um, and that's free as well. So those are just some of the things, like, we all, I'm always looking for fun things to do, so um, Colette Cavanaugh um, from a schooner in, and um, Holyrood is, and I are talking about doing a heritage tea experience where her guests can come down to Rocket and um, and have tea. And I'll explain about the heritage of the building. And I recently met with Janet Kelly to learn more about about the you know the building at two seven two, so that I could explain to people about you know some of the interesting stories uh, associated with the building. So so that's what we're doing. And what are do you, did you did you get any of those stories? What are some of those interesting stories associated? There's with the, the coolest story, and that is um, there was I guess I'm not sure when she had the tea, but Janet Kelly had a tea, and she invited these old timers to come and tell their stories of their memories of 272 Water Street when it was Neil Soper because it was originally a hardware store called Neil Soper, and um, so she had a tea, and these people came, and one of the one of the women. Um, said, you know, I remember that there was a stream with fish in it that went from the back of the store to the front. And and Janet said, you know, I know you think it's a dream, but you're right. There was a stream with fish in it. And what it was, was at the back of the store, if anyone's familiar with Rocket, we have our cooler with the drinks in it. And behind that is where we have our walk-in fridge where we store cool things. But that used to be a foundry. And Neil Soper, and I think it was Neil's maybe, um, they were partners, Neil Soper, one of the two had patented a lead um, um, weight that you add to the to your line so that the hook for fishing would go down and, and stay down. And um, they would they would create these little fish in the foundry at the back of rocket or of neil soper and then they to cool them there was a there was a running little little drain where they'd have the opportunity to run water down there so they would throw all these little weights because they were shaped like fish and they put them in and she must have as a young child seen these little lead fish in the stream of water and you know so she was right it, it you know and i thought that was the coolest story I think that's fascinating because, like, I've seen jiggers, and I, I can really picture what you mean by the lead fish. So I can just picture those kind of in a in a stream. That's, yeah. yeah, isn't it cool? Yeah. And for her to think, was it a dream? Or I'm sure there were fish that were here, and <laughs> you know, as she would have been five maybe and seen seen these, and yeah, so very cool. And on the topic of fish, you mentioned your fish cakes, and I, I've I've had your fish cakes before, and I know they are delicious, but I know they're a little bit different. So I know what is what is it about your fish cakes that make them a little bit different? Well, there's fish in them for one. <laughs> That's <laughs> the first to thing. Potatoes, yeah. yeah. No, um, we bake ours. We don't fry them. I and I traditionally they're fried. I understand, and um, so often they're dredged in flour. But we because we bake ours, we don't have to dredge them in flour first, so they're considered. 
um, gluten-free, I guess. Uh, we, although I don't say gluten-free at Rocket because we have flour everywhere because we're a bakery, but we say no flour added. So so they're, they're, there's no flour in them, and they're also baked. So, yeah. And how did you develop, I guess, some of the, the different foods and the different menu items at Rocket? Oh, well, we had – I mean, I, I have ideas, obviously, but um, our chef is Daryl Hammond, and he's um, a local guy, and he's been with us since – day three pretty much and he um he's developed a lot of the recipes and we also started with phil goodland who was from here and he started us off with our our baked goods our croissant and and all that kind of thing and the other person that started us off was courtney ralph uh, a pastry chef so those three people were kind of you know really started rocket off and then we've just adapted what what you know they started with us and you know, we all come together. The people that come to Rocket really determine where we where we go because um, we started one way, but it's a sort of a, a meandering path in terms of what we offer and what we um, how we present things. And chalkboards change, and we have different talents that are like we tr- we try to take advantage of everyone's creative um, talents. I guess you could say um, in how Rocket is. And I know um, down at Rocket, a lot of the things that you can it's, it's it's you know it's a bakery and it's you can you can buy like food made at Rocket, but there's also lots of different local products. So how do you get those products in, and who do you decide to like partner with, or how do you how do you right. bring those products in? Well, um, yeah, we like to have local products. We like to, I mean, we don't want to have the same thing that everyone has on the street and obviously there is some some overlap um but it's just you know if it's a cool a cool object or a cool um product i like it to be something food related or kitchen related somehow um so that it ha- makes sense um but i like quirky things mostly and i don't know if someone has something kind of I've had really funny old cards that some old man once drew and I don't know I just thought they were funny so I had them in I it just depends I it has to appeal to me and um and make sense or or just be off the wall and then you know I think one of your newest products I guess that you guys have in shop is that is it ice cream oh yeah we have the ice we have sweet rock ice cream from Bonavista. It's so good. I I haven't really haven't eaten a lot of ice cream in the last I don't know five years, but they've changed my, <laughs> they've changed my eating habits because they their partridge berry ice cream is awesome, and the blueberry and the chocolate are really those three are my favorite, and especially if you combine this the chocolate and the partridge berry, yeah, they're really really good, and I'm really proud to have it. We're having they're bringing in their own freezer tomorrow, so we're gonna have a, a Bonavista like sweet rock ice cream freezer for people to. Yeah. That's good to know. I'll, I know. I'll definitely yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, um, how have you found the reception to opening this shop? And, and how have you found that locals have responded to, to Rocket Bakery? Well, uh, we were pretty sensitive about what we were following. I think Auntie Craze was pretty established, iconic shop. So we were we wanted to honor that in a way, you know, like we didn't want to say oh I, I I mean we were just aware of we were aware of how important it was to a lot of people and but we wanted to forge our own way and um, we didn't have a playbook like we didn't have any of her recipes no instructions we had to come up with everything ourselves and um, 
I found that Newfoundlanders were really supportive. And, um, you know, I always say, like, whenever we screw up, I find Newfoundlanders are really happy to tell me that I've done that. But they also offer, you know, a solution, which I love. I love people coming to me with problems, but also solutions. And then they'll often come back and check up and make sure I did what they suggested. (laughs) And I love that because it wouldn't happen in Toronto. You know, like in Toronto, people would just not come back or you know, not say anything. And and I I really appreciate, because it makes it, it's more community oriented. People feel, I feel like people have a stake in it somehow, you know? So, and and we've also um, just signed the lease on a little baby rocket. That's, you're the first to know. (laughs) Um, That's going to be in Churchill Square starting at the end of the summer. Just a little baby rocket though. So, yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah, it is exciting for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so is that going to be just kind of uh, like food from Rocket up there? Or yeah, the... it's going to be a takeout uh, place and coffee and, you know, lots of good stuff. But you know, we, it's too small for us to make anything there. It's just tiny. Honestly, I'm calling it a baby Rocket for a reason. It's really small. But we're really excited and happy to to have another outlet. Yeah. And um, just in case somebody doesn't know, where does the name behind Rocket come from? Because I think that's probably a question you get asked a yeah, lot. Yeah, we get asked a lot. Well, um, we really thought a lot about what we wanted to call it. And, you know, it's kind of an embarrassing admission, but we, um, you know, we are CFAs. And CFAs called Newfoundland The Rock. And we were like, The Rock, The Rock Cafe. Does that sound good? No, I don't think so. Like, we... We we liked the idea of rock, and my husband had a company in the past called Ballistic Brand, but we already had Ballistic down the street. Uh, so we, but we liked the rocket idea. So we're like, we looked at it, and then you know thought, oh, it's an interesting take on the word on the rock idea. Um, we grew up in the sixties and seventies, and love comics, love cartoons, and it just seemed like a fun, dynamic icon that, you know. That would be would be fun, and that's what it is for us. And we just want it to be fun. And we had a lot of people say, "What kind of name is Rocket for a bakery?" But anyway, in the end, it, it, it's Rocket now, or the Rocket. Most people call it the Rocket. So yeah, I think it's an, an excellent name. And I oh, mean, thank that, you. That seems to have really stuck. And yeah, I yeah. think people seem to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's supposed to be fun. We don't want to take ourselves too seriously. Like we're obviously serious about good customer service and about the product we we make and that it's high quality and and delicious we're serious about that obviously but we're we're we just want to have fun and have lots of colors and people coming and going and music and like really it's like a bit of a circuit i think most i i would have to say rocket customers are probably the most forgiving people in the world because it's always crazy in there and like really i often think you know if there were acrobats swinging in the in the ceiling no one would blink an eye because it's there's like last two weeks ago we had the podium choirs in there and we had team canada ball hockey tournament or um dinner going on upstairs at the same time and um you know there are people playing or you know there's always something going on so I think one of the times I went down last summer, the uh, Lindy Hop on the Rock. Yeah, which I love. I mean, I love the Lindy Hop people. They're, you know, it's so close to my heart in terms of our branding, like, because we like vintage and the, 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 the music's from an era that I love and, and just that whole, it's just healthy. People, you know, are happy and, and moving and, and dancing. And it's joyful. And I, I just totally in my wheelhouse. And so I loved sharing the space with them. Yeah. 
And so Lindy Hop, I guess, is a local dance group. Just, yeah. Just in case. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah in it's case local, listeners. Yeah. It's a it's a know. form of dance. It's a swing dance type of form, and and just really excellent. That's all I can say. <laughs> you know, I had some fun trying it out last year when I was down there. It was. It was. Did fun. you? Yeah. yeah. I I thought I had some some ability in dance but no i found after trying that i was like two left feet or something but it, it was still fun it's fun I, yeah. yeah it's not i'm not i didn't pick it up instantly no. it's not no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it looks really easy but it's not yeah yeah and i know um i guess right now there's some construction going on mm-hmm. so uh i guess what's behind the construction or uh or what's happening out front i guess well um Last winter, we had a lot of leaking through into the dining room, and um, the landlord um, decided this spring would be the time to to try to fix it. So he took all the brick off the front of the one side of Rocket and found that the beam, the support beam, which was a big wooden beam, a huge wooden beam from 1895, had was rotten. So they took that out, replaced it with an, an iron beam, and they're putting brand new brick that looks vintage on the front and he he showed me this morning the the there are these metal I don't know if they're not plinths but they're things that go over windows they're 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 iron I couldn't believe it it looks like cement but it's actually iron and they've refurbished them and spent thousands of dollars to refurbish them and those were being placed today and like very soon we're going to be taking down the the scaffolding like within the next few days I'm hoping and um it'll be another um step for me I just think the effort that the Kelly family is going to to keep this building preserved and available to the city is it's really amazing you know they've done a beautiful job excellent and on that note I think we're coming close to the close so is there anything about Rocket and I guess um what you guys try to do the culture and the heritage i know you kind you have that programming so is there anything that you want to add before we before we finish off well um i i the only thing i would like to add is um that i i really think the importance of these the symbiosis between the arts and business uh, you know Zeta Cobb's words are like music in my ears because I think Rocket's still going today because we we support the arts and the arts support Rocket. So, you know, I try to share the space as much as I can with the arts arts groups and um, other other um, you know um, charity groups and and I find that you know by doing that people support us they buy a coffee they buy a sandwich that keeps us going we can share the space more it's it's a it's a terrific like i said symbiotic uh, relationship that i i'd like to encourage um you know other companies other businesses to to engage in because it really helps the health of the community and um i appreciate every single person that comes in and supports rocket um, just to keep us going and arts groups going and charity groups going, it's a it's a good it's a good thing. I think. Oh man, I sound like Martha Stewart. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I think it's an excellent thing that you guys have going. So I okay, thanks. I hope it continues well, and I uh, good luck in your new space. Your, thank your you, baby rocket. Yeah, and thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks. I'm Dale Jarvis. You've been listening to Living Heritage a production of CHMR Radio 93.5 in collaboration with the Intangible Cultural Heritage Office of the Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador. Find us online at ichblog.ca or on iTunes. 
Our Heritage Broadcast Assistant is Natalie Dignam, in partnership with the Conservation Corps, Newfoundland and Labrador ECHO program. We would love to know what you think of the show. If you have a question or a suggestion for a future program, leave us a comment on the Living Heritage Podcast Facebook page, email livingheritagepodcast at gmail.com, or tweet us at HFNLCA. Thanks for listening.